0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Cusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at CusadaBaptist.org for directions and more information about our church. I've got a question for you. Have you ever gone to a restaurant? I'm guessing almost everybody has had this experience. You've gone to a restaurant and you've sat at a table and the table was wobbly or wonky. You know what I'm talking about? Had the whole thing. And you or somebody in your party took a napkin or something and folded it about 15 times. You had to get it just right, slid it under one of the legs, and did it and got it fixed. Has, Has everybody had that experience? You've all done that, right? Now, if we were cultured people, we would eat and we would sit with our hands in our laps. But we are Americans and we are Southern Americans. And we put our elbows on the table. Like we, you know, we're going to have wobbly tables, right? And, and we're going to have those, uh, those situations. Well, everybody's annoyed with those. As soon as the first service was over, somebody came and said, we had a wobbly table this week, right? And, uh, and it happens to all of us. Well... I think when our life is out of balance, when our life is out of balance, it's just as annoying and, and problematic for us as people. And I wanna to talk to you about balancing your life out. So here it is, the new year, it's 2024, and we are you know, at that phase in January where everything's getting kicked off again, okay? Students are going back to school, Uh, our jobs they're setting new goals and stuff for the new year and everything's kind of restarting and kicking back off and so that's the time of 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 year a lot of times when we start thinking about you know goals and planning and what i want to accomplish and i want to challenge you this morning talk to you about how you balance out your life now where this comes from is from jesus christ himself from jesus christ himself <clears throat> when we read about his life we have all this information about his birth and we just talked about that over the christmas holidays and we preached about the shepherds and different you know different aspects of of the christmas story right and we, then we have all this information about his public ministry when he's 30 and 31 32 33 like in that frame of mind where he came and did miracles and taught and then eventually he died for our sins and then conquered death by resurrecting from death to show that he had power not only over death but over sin itself but we have very little information from birth to age 30 we have almost nothing we have one little story about when he's 12 and they go to the temple and his parents lose him, Uh, they leave without him, and he's uh, uh, in their teaching. We have that little story. But the only other information we have is these couple of verses which just say as this blanket statement that what Jesus did from age 2 all the way to 30 is that he grew in four ways. And all four were important. This is what it says, Luke 2, verses 51 and 52. It says, he went down to Nazareth with them. That's his parents. That's where they were from. That's where they lived. He went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and men. So I want to talk to you about those four things. And I want to talk to you about growing in 2024 in all of those areas. And in those areas being balanced in your life. Now I want to take a little side note first and give a message to all the kids and all the parents in the room. I want you to first note in verse 51, I added verse 51 because it says that he went to Nazareth and he was obedient to his parents. All right, so all the kids in the room, I want to make sure you understand something because the difficulty with b- being obedient to your parents is that you're smarter than they are. You know more than them, and they just don't know much, right? And so, you, you know, it's hard to follow them and obey them when they make so many mistakes and everything. So I, I want you to see something, that here is Jesus Christ himself and Jesus Christ was perfect, right? He lived without sin. He, so there's no question. I mean, your parents might argue that you're not smarter than they are, right? They might. But Jesus' parents were definitely not on a par with Jesus, right? He was better than them. He knew more than them. There's no question about that. He is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And yet, Even though that was the case, even though he had parents who, let's face it, every person makes mistakes, including parents, right? We all make mistakes. And yet, Jesus is in a home with parents who are not perfect, but through those years, he decided that he should be obedient to his parents because that was the role that he was placed in. And so I just want a side note for all the kids and parents in the room that as Jesus was growing up, he obeyed the perfect son of God, obeyed his imperfect earthly parents. So he obeyed his parents. All right, so there's your side note, all right? Now let's get to verse 52, and let's talk about having a balanced life. Now, I I love it when it's spelled out like this for me. I mean, I see these four areas. Wisdom, stature, favor with God, favor with men. And here's what I see, these four basic areas of my life. Mental mental growth, physical growth, social growth, and spiritual growth. Let's talk about mentally first. He grew in wisdom. He learned. He learned. Now, the thing about uh, having a wonky table is the table leg could be wonky because it's too long or it's too short. You can spend too much time in an area or too little time in an area. Now, the truth is, some of these areas are obvious we probably don't spend too much time on. And I would seem to argue there's probably not too many people in here who just spend an inordinate amount of time learning. Now, I've met those people. I remember in college, uh, you know, of course, I was 20. And I remember meeting a dude who was in his 40s. And he had not come back to school He had never left. You ever met the permanent student? You know? He just was, he was never applying anything he learned. He was just learning. You can spend so much time learning and studying and doing those things that you have a very limited social life, that you're not you know, taking care of your body. You're just, you know, it's not good. In fact, one of the most common problems with college students is they spend too much time either on their social life or studying, and they don't take care of themselves physically. They're not getting enough sleep. They're not eating. You've seen that, right? And I would talk to my kids about this, you know, like, look, you'll do better on the test if you get a full night's sleep, right? And they say, well, Dad, I haven't looked at it at all. And I would say, well, get some coffee and stay up till 3 a.m., right? You know." So Jesus spent... But, but the truth is there's probably not too many of us in this room that we're just, you know, spending so much time learning. The truth is that many of us spend too little time learning. Like, you know, maybe what we thought was, I'm finally through with school, and now, no more learning. But that's a falsehood, isn't it? We spend our life as learners. We continue to learn and grow. And so Jesus spent his life learning. Do you know in their culture, they finished school at 12. Why? Why couldn't it be? No, you know, they finished school at, at, at 12 and then the, the young men might keep going for a few more years, and the young women stop at 12, right? So he, we're talking about all the way through, learning, learning. So I want to challenge you. I want you to think about your life as we think about balancing our life out. Is that an area you need to grow in in 2024 to learn? Maybe there are more things that you need to learn. But we want to balance it out. We want to balance it out because he not only grew in wisdom, he also grew in stature. He grew physically. Now, physical growth is very interesting because on the one hand, you could not pay any attention to this at all and you could be five years old and you're going to grow, right? And then you're going to decline. Our energy level is going to go down. I can prove it to you. Every one of you, here's all you have to do. You could leave out of this room, walk out in the hallway, walk right down those stairs, and walk into a classroom with three year olds in it. And in a few minutes, observing them, you will be tired. And you will go, what are they operating on? Is it nuclear fission? What is going on? Because they just have boundless energy. And from that point forward, you have less and less every year. That's just the way it is, right? But, but what if we don't have the energy? You say, like, physically, well, why is that important? Well, what if I don't have the energy to do the important things of life? Like, think about it. What is important? Well, I, I want to spend some energy being a good husband, being a good father, being a good citizen, being a good friend, being a good employee, like these areas that are really important, but what if I don't have the energy to do those things? Well, it's upon me, right, to do the things. How do I get energy? Well, you have to fuel Energy. You have to eat properly. You have to exercise. You have to do certain things. Now, I want to say there's probably not too many of us that our leg on our wonky table is too long in that level. Probably for most of us, it's too short, right? We're not really spending the energy and effort that we need to to take care of ourselves physically. How in the world is Jesus Christ going to embark on the three-year mission that he embarked on that was incredibly demanding upon him physically to complete that mission and do what he was sent here to do, right? If he can't do it, we need to maybe invest more in that, right? Now, the truth is, I do want to tell you, there's a handful of people that they spend too much energy and effort in this area. And I might not can just tell that from looking at you but there's some of us that we spend an inordinate amount of time worrying about how we look and we spend a lot of energy and a lot of effort in how we look now i just want to say from all of us here we do all appreciate if you would spend a little effort but we can spend too much in fact The book of Wisdom, Proverbs, talks about in chapter 31 uh, the ideal uh, godly woman. And it says in that chapter in verse 30 that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. This outward appearance stuff, it also kind of goes its wayside, right? So again, we're talking about balance. Now, we've only mentioned two things, right? We've mentioned mentally growing and physically growing. And you can see that they can, you know, they can almost be in opposition to each other. We almost think about them like that in our society, you know? um, You know, are you into academics or are you more into athletics? Like, which one are you? I think what's important is to have a balanced, life well the last two things he mentions i'm going to flip them around because i'm going to save the spiritual thing for last because i'm the preacher and i want to talk about the spiritual thing a little more okay but it says he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with god and man in favor with man that's socially right social thing you know you have to teach your kids social skills you have to learn social skills i got a phone call uh right after christmas a guy i've known for 30 years but i haven't seen or been around him in in several years and he called me and he said brother jim i I need some help can you come get me i have nowhere to go i have no one and nowhere to go so we talked for a little bit about how he got into that situation And I asked him in the process, I said, I want to get this straight. You've burned every bridge. Like you are, I mean, how far down on the list did you have to get before you called me? No family, not your kids, not, you had to get way down the list before you called me. Like how does that happen? You know, we can spend our lifetime burning bridges. We can. Making friends, burning bridges, replacing them, replacing them, replacing them, replacing them. Because we're not developing in our ability to get along with people and to do that well. I mean, think about what Jesus had to do. Jesus had to grow socially. He's from a little, hick Town. Small, small town. And we see him over the course of his life as we look at his public ministry. He's gathering a team together. And on this team, there are educated people and uneducated people. There are blue-collar people. There are white-collar workers. Right? We see him having interactions with high government officials. We see him gathering little children to himself. Over the course of his life, it says during this time, he grew socially. Now, obviously, I could sit here and tell you, you can spend way too much time on this area of your life. Way too much. I've got four kids. I love the fact that I had four kids because I had, you know, a realm of different types of people in that realm. And they were all pretty good socially, but I had one. One, the social skills were way up here. When he went to school, we worried. And what we worried about was, would he spend any time doing academic things, right? You know the kid, you may have been that kid. How many of you were the kid where the teacher called and said, we're having problems with little Johnny in class? He just talks all the time how many of you had anybody in here was the talker in the class I, that makes sense okay oh god yes you still have that uh <laughs> yeah really wow okay yes it okay just like child like okay i got that one i was that kid i talked too much right in school but i have one he lives in nashville his name is Jordan. If you know Jordan, everybody loves Jordan. I don't even know how he does it. We will meet him at his apartment and we will start walking down the street in Nashville to go get lunch. And we'll walk down the street and we will meet people on the street and they'll go, Jordan. We're in a big city of a couple million people. And we go like, hey, you know, hey, these are my parents, right? And then we walk in a coffee shop and he'll go, they'll go, Jordan, right? And the first people we met were these dressed-up business people, and we walk off, and they go like... This person owns the restaurant over here, Dot dot And then we walk in a coffee shop, and somebody goes, Jordan, and they've got so many things pierced into their face and their hair and their color, and we go like, and they go, these are my parents. And they go, oh, you're wonderful. And we go like, oh, my gosh, hey. And then we walk down the street, and literally, I'm not exaggerating this. last time we were in Nashville, walking down the street, there's a homeless guy, and he goes, hey, man, that's my friend. And he goes, yeah, these are my parents. You can spend, those so much energy on your social life. And I'm just going to include, I'm not, I'm not downing social media, but that's included, right, in your social, how you're interacting with other people that you're neglecting your spiritual life, your learning life, right, your physical well-being. I'm like, I didn't have time to walk for 30 minutes today, but I spent an hour locked in on YouTube videos, shorts, oh, over, 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 right? You can spend way too much time on that. But that wobbly leg can also be because we spend too little time. We just don't invest anything in it, we're not intentional about any of our relationships. I mean, how in the world am I going to stay connected to my children now who no, don't live in this town unless we're intentional about connecting with them? Like, we have to put forth effort. We have to schedule it. We have to think about it. We have to try, right? And my friends and people I care about. I actually told somebody this week, I have a, I have a list on my phone, of every kid, when, when we, uh, when I coach basketball, and sometimes you end up with a special connection with one or two of them, and whoever they are, when they graduate, I have made a list, and every so often, I pull out my list, and I text every one of them, how are you, what's happening, catch me up on your life, what's going on, I did that this past week, you know. Found out one of them's moved to Colorado. One of them's moved to Houston. You know, all these different things. You know, like, and you're talking to them. I ended up having lunch with one of them. And, and you know, you're just talking to them. How's life going? How's life? You have to be intentional with your social re- relationship. And some people will proudly say, oh, I don't care. I don't care what other people think. I don't think that's a great attitude. Right? How's your social world? How, how is that working out for you? Are you investing in... Relating to other people. See, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ declared that he had a mission on this earth. Do you know what his mission is? We talk about it all the time. His mission was to seek and to save the lost. That's Jesus' mission. I'm a follower of Jesus. Now, how am I going to introduce people to Jesus? How am I going to help people find Jesus and follow Jesus if I'm not connecting with them and investing in my social life and those relationships so how's that part of your table so I've got the mental side he grew in his learning he grew physically he was even look There's a certain period where you're growing physically and then there's a certain period of life you're fighting the decline, right? But you're taking care of yourself, right? And then there's the social life. Am I intentional? Am I investing in the lives of other people? And then, obviously I'm going to save it for last, he grew in favor with God and men. Now... He's talking about four quadrants, right? I think a lot of times what happens to us spiritually is we kind of mark it down to like the 10% thing, right? And we spend so much energy and effort in all these other things. What about our relationship with God? Now, you might be sitting there thinking, now, Brother Jim, on all these other three things, he's talked about too much and too little. Is he going to say spiritually too much i am but really yeah yeah you can get your spiritual life out of whack by investing have you ever heard of people doing monastic stuff you know what i'm taking they take their bible they go out to a cabin in the woods and that's all they do I'm not suggesting that. Like, I don't think that that's necessarily good. I mean, if I study the Bible to the exclusion of cultivating meaningful relationships in life, is that healthy? If I pray every day but don't take care of my body, is that great? If I'm a believer but I don't use my brain, is that good? No. I think That Jesus, when we read about Jesus during this period of life, what he said is like, he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. He had friends. He studied math. He learned to be a carpenter. He had a well-rounded, well-balanced life. Now, obviously, there's probably not too many people in here who are spending way too much time on their spiritual life to the exclusion of everything else. What's more likely is we're spending way too little, right? I remember hearing this, I've preached on this passage a handful of times over the last 30 years. And I've heard this passage preached on a handful of times over my life. And I remember one specifically, it meant a lot to me. I was in college and a guy got up in chapel or whatever it was in our college and he spoke on this passage. And at that time of my life, as a 20-year-old, it was very clear that I was spending a lot of energy in my social life. And I was spending a lot of energy in my physical well-being. And I was spending enough time in my learning. But God, man, I had a wonky table. Because one leg was really, really short. And you know what? My life wasn't that great. You might have looked at it socially and gone like, he's doing great. You might have looked at how I was doing athletically and go, he's doing Great, he's got a good life going. But my life wasn't. Because that spiritual thing, a lot of times it's a little more hidden, isn't it? It's a little more private. But I want to offer to you the opportunity. Here it is the first Sunday of the year. And we, we have the chance to make decisions right now. To Go like, How, how's this year going to go for me? And maybe what we do at the beginning of the year is we kind of evaluate, we look at things. And here's my challenge to you. I would like to see you grow this year. I would like for you to grow. But I'd like you to think about where you really need to grow. I'd like you to think about your life and push on it a little bit like you would a wonky table and figure out. What's a little shy? What's a little short? Where am I spending a little too much time and energy? And where am I spending too little? And right now, I could decide to make a few changes. And I could, you know, get things together like they need to get. And I could fix that. Because my prayer for you today, that I'm about to pray for you, is that I would like for you to have a peaceful, blessed, balanced life in 2024. That I would like you to grow in what you know, grow in how you go, grow in your relationships with other people that they might maybe extend to more people or grow in depth with the people that you're with. Or that you might grow with God and your relationship with Him and knowing who He is and grow in that area of your life. I am quite sure that there's some wobbly tables in the room. It just stands to reason, doesn't it? We kind of get, sometimes life just throws itself at us and we're not intentional and we're not choosing. It's just kind of happening. And things get way out of balance. But you you can get it back in balance. It's all about decisions and investing the time and energy in the areas that you really want to change in your life. And so I'm going to ask the musicians to come on up and I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that this morning, right now, that we make a decision to balance out our life and invest our life where it is. There's some of you this morning that you're going to leave today and like, you're going to like, what spiritual thing happened to you today? And you say, I decided I need to, you know, exercise more. You know, but there's a lot of you in this room, you decide I need to, I need to walk with God in a different way. So let me pray for you. Would you stand with me? And let's bow our heads. And we're going to, I want to pray for you. And then we're going to sing our our closing song together. So let's let's pray together. Dear Lord, I want to thank you so much for who you are. And I thank you. I thank you so much for your grand and glorious purpose. That you died for our sins. And that you rose again to conquer death. And to provide forgiveness for my sins. To, to, to create an opportunity for me to stand in righteousness before God. But I'm also very thankful that there's such a practical aspect to who you are in a life with you. That you're interested in all the areas of our life. And you're interested that our life is balanced and peaceful and calm. And that Lord, we stand in faith before you and we do learn and we grow and our relationships and lord there are people standing before you this morning and we know we're lacking we know we are and we see before us this morning our imperfections and as we start this new year lord i pray that we would just make a commitment and say, I want to change some things this year, Lord. I want to do some things differently. I, I, I need my life to be stable. And I want to improve some things. So, Lord, give us the strength to fulfill the commitments that we're going to make this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Cusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at CusadaBaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.